Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, February 6th. It is a nice, bright 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So I love that you're joining me early. Hopefully you uh, can catch this prior to even the early games. Uh, we are going to go over the uh, NBA early games here uh, just in case people are playing them. We don't miss a game of Coach Talk. You know how we are. Um, I am solo today, as you can see, um, and uh, then we'll dive into uh, the nine-game night slate. Now, of course, we've got to concern ourselves with some of the COVID uh, shenanigans going on here. It's craziness with KD last night was was really something in and out, and uh, you know who knows if there's going to be any ramifications from that. But uh, we'll see. All we can do is take it. Uh, one single game at a time. That's what we've learned. And I'll tell you, it's in, it's super important too. Um, you know, again, we're all about the coach process, coach talk process here. And part of that is figuring out the main two things, bankroll management and contest selection. Then after that, right now, specifically in this COVID world, now that all, all the main sites, uh, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo all have late swap, that's the next biggest thing is not just following the news throughout the day to make sure you're rostering everybody to have the best uh, advantage, but you've got to follow it through the evening while you're watching the games because uh, there's constant change. You know, we had that late 10 o'clock cancel the other night uh, that sunk a lot of people. It was the late, only solo late game. And then, you know, Durant's situation last night, just a lot of moving parts. You know, you can't blame the NBA. They've never had to deal with a, a global pandemic. So it's going to happen. But I just wanted to mention that on the open here because, uh, you know, it's it's takes commitment and it takes some time if you really want to uh, hammer DFS. Uh, but, you know, it's well worth it. I mean, you can build a bankroll consistently and do it uh, in a manner that, uh, you know, you have a big advantage. And we feel that biggest advantage is here at DFS Coach Talk because all of that work we're talking about, the preparation, you know, the monitoring, we're just on that 24-7 literally here. We've got uh, a, a great uh, group of pros and co Coach Talk team that, that follows and posts that news. We're constantly updating if there are any changes to our lineups or coaches clipboard, we're meeting immediately making that change as well. So don't want to bore you here on the front side. I just wanted to uh, get that out there because it is such a key. And, you know, if you're investing your money into playing DFS, you want to have your best opportunity to win. So uh, those those pieces of it in this time frame that we live end up being really the most important thing before you even discuss a single player that you're going to roster. So Thanks for letting me get on my soapbox this morning. It's nice and early. We just got all the lines up, so I'm really fired up for that as we break these games down. Um, nice uh, night last night. We had some solid winners. We had a couple of guys, uh, sp specifically Reggie Jackson, uh, definitely hold us back a little bit. We're not real thrilled with him. But uh, all in all, you know, another positive night, another uh, step forward. So... Uh, the last thing I'm going to announce, and then we're going to dive into this head first, is we have a brand new offer that we just posted last night. Our partners at BetUS uh, are the best. Uh, we absolutely love them, and 
We finalized uh, something uh, two days ago with my man, Fernando, at uh, BetUS. Um, and what that is, is if, if you uh, go to betus.com.pa and sign up with your first deposit of $199, uh, that uh, will go into your account. You can bet it on BetUS, bet the Super Bowl tomorrow, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, basketball, they have props, there's everything. Um, and then what you get from that is a free three-month membership ship to Coach Talk. So you get a full access, all our sports, three months. That means tons of NBA, Major League Baseball jumps in there, tons of PGA. So, I mean, it is the best offer. It's getting our service for three months for free. So if, uh, if you're interested in doing that, uh, again, go to betus.com.pa, first-time depositor, but this is the key. You have to use this promo code or you don't get the three free months membership with us, and that's Coach Talk, all one word, no space, C-O-A-C-H-T-A-L-K. And then just shoot us uh, a message on Twitter or you can send it to DFS Coach Talk at gmail.com and within minutes we will send you a discord invite and get you in there with our community to enjoy uh, everything that we have to offer and you've got that for three full months from the day you sign up and then you get to play uh, your 199 bucks uh, on coach talk hopefully or on coach talk on bet us so hopefully you uh, take down some stuff in the hoops and in in the super bowl so there you go. That's the big announcement. It's all over Twitter. It's on our, our uh, website, etc. All right. I want to, uh, our normal pattern on here is we just, we immediately go game by game and uh, just uh, take on some of the injuries and news as we go. But on the weekends, I'd like to change it up a little bit, keep everybody on their toes. So what I'd like to do is start off with some of the players that have got a designation that's not in uh, or without any designation. These are probable, questionable, doubtful, or out. So here's what we have for this uh, busy 11-game slate. I'm including all the players because I am going to talk about the early two games for those that want to play that slate or those showdowns uh, either way. All right, uh, silly to start it with this, but what the hell. LeBron James and Anthony Davis probable. Well, no, no shit. I'm sorry, man. Enough is enough with that. All right, Damian Lillard is probable, so that's humongous. That changed the slate a lot when he did not play. Uh, everybody's scrambling for Portland value, but Mr. Lillard is looks like he's going to be back in today. But again, follow the news with us right along. Trey Young is questionable. Massive news we need. Joel Embiid questionable massive news that we need it does look as though ben simmons is going to be back he's probable um jamal murray is questionable again so that is a concern because that changes a lot of things in that game with denver and sacramento uh shea is still out uh well he's actually listed doubtful but the note saying below that he's very likely not going to play so we can continue to go after some of that Diallo and uh, Baisley and all those guys, because we know Dort is is hurt as well. 
So uh, definitely some value uh, in that OKC Minnesota game, uh, which is one of those weird uh, games where they're pl- they played last night and they play again tonight. Uh, Blake Griffin is doubtful, although he's I think he's doubtful to continue his career is what he's doubtful to do. Uh, the other one is DeJounte Murray is questionable. That's troubling because that changes a lot of things in that game. So we're, we're giving that some thought and we need that news. Uh, very important news as well. We know Kevin Durant is out. They didn't let him travel with the team because I guess even though he passed his tests, he had come in contact with somebody who knows. So he's out. Lori Markinen is doubtful, which is a big blow for Chicago uh, as they're playing Orlando uh, again, uh, same thing, back-to-back, same team. Um, and that's a big loss for them. And that does elevate some people, you know, like Thad Young even more. Uh, and we'll we'll get into that. Christian Wood, wicked ankle sprain out a good month probably. Uh, terrible news there. David uh, Nwaba is questionable uh, uh, for Houston. Nerland's Noel looks like he's going to play. Uh, Rudy Gay is going to play Saturday. He's uh, he's ready to uh, play. He p- missed yesterday. Grayson Allen is also confirmed in. We do have a questionable tag on Brandon Clark, which is definitely uh, a change. But the big news is Joe Val's back tonight. So that really, it's been a, quite a while and they got him just in time because they have to go against Zion, and he just beat the life out of the in- interior players. So welcome back, Joe Val. Why don't you just step in front of Zion and take a, a full-speed charge? <laughs> You'll be back out for another month. Um, and then Lonnie Walker's out. Um, we know that uh, he has been injured and uh uh, actually, it's not an injury. It's an illness. I just read that update. So uh, he will not uh, be able to play on Saturday. Um, I think that's about it. It looks like Curry's uh, questionable. Joe Val's confirmed. And uh, Nas Reed is in. That's it. So we got all the news. That gets you up to date when we're talking about these games. Uh, it'll help give you a little bit better uh, feel for what's what. All right, here we go. The two early games will go a little bit quicker on. We've got a 1 o'clock Eastern game, Portland at the Knicks. Portland is minus 1, and it's a 218 total. Um, we have uh, quite a variance here. We, we have a low number of uh, 217. And it goes all the way up to the highest of 237. So, you know, 20-point spread within the over-unders. And that's important because we know uh, each individual uh, trip down the floor, quicker pace-wise, more chance for DFS points. And therefore, that's how Vegas sets their lines. And we, we need to pay attention to that just to have the ability to grab those guys that uh, have access to those extra minutes. So uh, defensively right now, we know Portland struggles. They're 28th. Uh, The Knicks are sixth. They've been really steady and tough all season. Uh, Pace-wise, this is a little concerning. Yes, Portland's 15th, but the Knicks are dead last, the slowest team in the league. 
So, you know, there's a couple ways you can look at this. You know, first of all, the Portland guys, Lillard coming back fresh in this game, absolutely playable, uh, very expensive, though. Uh, in fact, let's take a, a quick gander there, too, because then this is going to keep things uh, rocking and rolling here as far as speed goes. Um, we've got some very expensive guys and then some guys that have been discounted. And that's something we need to really follow closely throughout because uh, that's going to have a lot to do uh, with this slate. But but we know uh, uh, the Portland with Portland, it's basically Lillard if you want to pay up. Everybody else is reasonable is really what it comes down to. Canner's been playing well. Uh, you know, he has to to go head-to-head with a combination of Mitch Robb and Noel. Um, Knicks-wise, uh, it is a pace-up game for them, so that's a good thing. But every single game is a pace-up game for them. Uh, Julius Randle's been tough. I mean, you can't deny that. It's a little bit tougher matchup. He got Noel or uh, uh, Mitch Robb in foul trouble last time. So, you know, that could happen again. Randall's certainly a consideration. Uh, so if you're, you know, you're, these are two game or, or showdown slates, you know, you're going to need one or both of, of uh, Lillard and Randall because they're just dominant for their teams. You know, the secondary guys, you could go a lot of different ways. Burks is a, a decent option and decent price. R.J. Barrett's been steady. Um, if you want to really buy down at center, Noel gets decent minutes, even more so when uh, Rob, Mitch Robb gets in foul trouble. So you can look there. From the Portland side, we know the guys that have stepped up. Gary Trent's been really good um, with C.J. McCollum out. And, you know, we've got Rodney Hood that is a hit-or-miss guy that may want uh, you may want to look at in your lineup um, as well. So that's, that's how that first game looking. The second early game, which is at 5 Eastern, is Denver minus 3 at Sacramento, a 228 total. Very interesting. Defensively, Denver 21, Sacramento is uh, is dead last. They are dead last in defense. So you got to love that for the Denver side. Is this a letdown game for Denver? Why is that spread so low at three? Hmm, sounds trappy to me. I'm not sure what the deal is there. We need to keep our eyes on that one. Uh, pace 26 for Denver, 13 for Sacramento. Uh, you know, how do you position this two game slate if you're playing that or if you're not playing each of them as a showdown? You know, uh, the question is who's in, who's out? You know, Jamal Murray is another guy that was on the list as questionable in this game. Uh, so that's something we also want to watch. We know Harris was out. So there's going to be a lot of news in this game. A lot of time till that one, but if you're playing the two game, you're going to need this this morning. So it's time to get on there, scour. If you're a member, jump in Discord, and uh, we'll post some information about that. If not, we'll also throw some stuff up on Twitter. If you want to catch us on Twitter, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. You can follow all of us at DFS Coach Talk. So, you know, the key is let's check the news out. Uh, if you want to spend up for the Joker, you're obviously not going to be able to make it with both Randall and Lillard. So those are the three players that it really comes down to that you have to make a firm decision on. If 
if you only want to go with one of those three, then you can get a little frosty with your secondary guys and, and go after uh, Fox or Barrett. Uh, got, Barnes is steady. Guys of that nature. Uh, Halliburton, you know, still is a decent enough price, but has raised a little bit. So uh, that's the scenario with those games. Not going to be focusing much on those. I'll, I'll probably throw in one early slate lineup, but uh, all of our attention is going to go to this awesome main slate because it's nine games, starts at regular time, seven Eastern. So let's dive into that one and just really uh, figure out exactly the direction we want to go here. I know it's early, but we have the lines, we have the information. There's a lot that has to be updated, but you know, check out this podcast. Get those initial lineups set with basically, you know, what we go through here or things that you're leaning towards. And then, you know, have yourself that step closer to when the news starts breaking that you can make adjustments, changes, whatever you have to do. All right. First game. It is uh, they played last night. They play again tonight. Chicago at Orlando. Chicago minus two. It's a 224 total. We have two poor defensive teams uh, here, 24th and 22nd, and that showed last night. Pace-wise, it was a great pace-up game for Orlando uh, last night, just like tonight. Uh, Chicago's third, Orlando's 21st. Uh, My key play last night was uh, Mr. Uh, Vukovic, and Mr. Vukovic smashed. He was one of the highest scorers if not the highest scorer on the slate. He was right up there, and he had a fantastic game. Um, Orlando is so shorthanded at the bigs, it's not even funny. So, you know, you've got you to consider coming right back with Vuk. Um, you know, his price is, you know, it's a little up there, but it's it could be worse. I mean, he's been higher priced this year. So, um, you know, it's, it's going back to him is not points chasing. Going back to him is smart because he's only 8,900. He smashed the slate and they're not, they haven't changed since 24 hours ago. So very well may start my, my uh, entire lineup with him. Even if he regresses a little bit, he's still smashing value. So Vuk, you know, is the, by far the standout in this game. Um, after that on the Orlando side, again, ma- major pace up. So, you know, you can take a quick look at a Cole Anthony or uh, Mr. Uh, Three-Point Shooter. Um, uh, What is his name? The the shooting guard. This is where I need Andrew to yell at me. I just get uh, blanks in my Fournier. Fournier. There you go. Um, You know, he's shooting the ball well. Uh, Chicago's backcourt doesn't defend well. So, you know, he is an option. I'm not a big Fournier guy, but... You know, he is an option. You've got a lot of guys getting extra minutes, the birches and different things. None of them, you know, on this big and juicy of a slate, I don't think you really have to go there in this game. From the Chicago side, you know, uh, it was weird. Uh, Levine had three terrible quarters, and uh, all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he went absolutely ballistic. And that's, you know, that makes you look at those numbers and think, okay, this guy had his normal game. He didn't really. He was phenomenal in the fourth. So what I say is it's not a regression thing is he, whatever he did in the fourth, I think he's going to come back out in the first, whatever the matchups were, whatever adjustments 
that Donovan made. However, it happened. He started getting his shots and getting the ball. I think he's a terrific play. I had him in my lineup for a long time yesterday and then switched him out for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler also did great. So it was it was a wash. But I liked Levine better in this matchup than I did last night. Just because I think he'll give more, you're going to get more of a consistent basis. I mean, it's very, very seldom does Zach Levine go into a fourth quarter with two points and then still, uh, you know, go after his DFS numbers. So I have no problem right out of the shoot, you know, Vuk and uh, Levine. I think that they're logical plays. They're, I know they're expensive, but there is plenty of value on this slate, and I'm sure more will open up as the day goes on. Um, Kobe White had a decent game, uh, a little too inconsistent for me. Um, the guy that's the most intriguing that is a decent price is Thad Young. His price has gone up. He's eligible at, at center, I believe, on FanDuel. Just sort of bizarre bizarre positionality. But he's grabbing rebounds and scoring fantasy points like crazy. He's just DFS points per minute monster lately. And they're so shorthanded inside, it's not even funny. So I would say... Uh, Thad is definitely going to be on my radar as well. All right, the we have a bundle of 8 o'clock games, the first one being Brooklyn on the second night of a back-to-back. We know they played last night with that whole Durant fiasco. Uh, they're playing Philadelphia. Philadelphia is favored by three. Again, we don't know if Embiid's going to play. Uh, he's questionable, uh, hence the Philly only by three. And it's 237.5. Every single Brooklyn game has been the highest total on the slate for the last five games, and I don't see that trend changing. Um, Durant was the only decent defender of the three. Uh, You know, uh, Kyrie and Harden are not good defenders, um, and they definitely have struggled, but they play at such a fast pace, you know, the numbers are going to be high. But you got a couple of, you know, contrary things here. The, The first is Brooklyn's 27th in defense, so... Uh, They've just plummeted down, as we keep mentioning, since the Harden pickup, uh, the the defense has just been dead last, and they keep falling further. Philly, however, is fourth, but all of that is predicated on Embiid playing. When he plays, I mean, he's just that good. I think he's possibly defensive player of the year this year. Uh, If he plays, you know, it, it definitely protects the rim. If he doesn't play, this game's really going to be wide open. I actually like this game a lot more if Embiid doesn't play. Um, And here's the main reason why. Not only does Brooklyn not play D, uh, Brooklyn and Philly are fifth and seventh in pace in the entire league. So you got to absolutely love that as well because they're going to get more possessions, more opportunity. Um, You know, it's a pay-up situation. You can't pay up for everybody, but... Uh, I, I see no problem with either an Irving or a Harden, uh, one or the other. Um, you know, they were a little screwed up last night with the whole Duranian, Duran out. They didn't know what was going on. I think it had the biggest effect on Kyrie. He seemed a little agitated. You know, he's real. He gets caught up in all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I sort of like uh, Kyrie quite a bit here. I'm not... Uh, I'm interested to see how they defend and how they match up. Simmons does a good job, but I think he'll probably go on Harden just because of the size. 
So, you know, I'm leaning towards Irvin, uh, Irving on that side. On the Philly side, you know, I can't really suggest anybody till I know, you know, what the situation is with Embiid. If Embiid's out, you know, you can look at, uh, you know, some of the guys that will pick up the scoring, like Tobias Harris and Simmons come to mind. I wouldn't go to that trap. You know, I, I called it last time, and I think it's the same scenario here. Bradley and Howard, people are going to want to roster one of them if Embiid sits. They end up splitting and just not making value or scratching by. And that on this kind of slate, you can't afford uh, that kind of a miss. All right, we go to the next 8 o'clock game. It is Toronto at Atlanta. Uh, Toronto on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Lowry had the monster night last night, as we talked about. Andrew and I talked about on this podcast yesterday. We felt that you know he may take the reins a little bit after Van Vliet had just come off that 54-point franchise record-scoring night uh, night, uh, two nights before. So Lowry got it done. It's Atlanta, who does not defend well with Trey. Um, And certainly Lowry's back in play. He's a reasonable play here. You know, the, the only concern I have about this game is Toronto's eighth and Atlanta's 11th in defense. Toronto was 22nd two weeks ago, and they're eighth. They've been winning some more games. They figured it out defensively. Uh, they actually are playing Baines more at center than Boucher, and that's a big part of what's helped their rotation defensively uh, because you know they're, they're not allowing second shots. Uh, they're becoming more uh, active in the paint, you know, uh, rebounding-wise. And, uh, you know, they just – it's uh, – you know, it makes it interesting. It it certainly uh, hurts as far as wanting to ron- roster Baines or Boucher be- because of that whole mix. But you're always safe with the big three. Um, you know, with, with Ananobi continuing to be out, the fourth guy is Powell. He has some big games time to time. But it's hard because you got Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam all possible to, to smash a slate. Um, the one thing I'll say, though, is Capella is an excellent rim defender. Um, and uh, you're, I think it's going to take the guys from outside mid, mid-range and long-range uh, shooting. So I'm not going to go Siakam because he's probably going to get some Collins defense with Capella standing in the background looking to help out. So I do like the guards again. I like I think Van Vliet or Lowry are playable. I'm totally comfortable uh, with either one. I think that uh, uh, either one of them could get it done. I think they both have the uh, ability to to easily make uh, value, um, but it's, it's almost impossible to afford both. So it's back in that same conundrum that we've been in. So for me, I think I'm going to go back to Lowry. Uh, price-wise, it's, it's reasonable enough, but I'm not going to go crazy with this game because they are 10th and 16th in pace, which is sort of average. But again, the 8th and 11th defense uh, gives me just a, a little bit of a concern. Um, after that, just too expensive for some of the other Atlanta guys. They don't fit my roster today. All right, we go to San Antonio and Houston. Uh, another 8 o'clock game, San Antonio minus 2. It's a 223.5 over-under. Interesting here, San Antonio's crept up to the middle sort of the pack at 17th in pace. 
uh, I'm sorry, in defense. Houston all the way to second, only behind the Lakers uh, defensively. So uh, the lineup they're using and the way they're putting uh, the people on the floor uh, is, is amazing. Sometimes they're undersized, but boy, they're defending uh, really well. Uh, with Christian Wood out, we'll see if that continues. Uh, that's certainly a big blow for them, especially when the def- defensive replacement is Cousins some of the time. So uh, not great. But the pace is terrific. San Antonio 14th and improving. Houston 4th. So certainly a playable game. Uh, we got to see what the news is on DeJounte Murray. That's massive. If he sits, I think DeRozan becomes a really, really good play. Um, the only concern I have is he's going to draw Oladipo defense, and Oladipo is a dog on defense. So little concern there, but uh, I don't think I'll go to White, uh, even though he's going to probably, if Murray sits, Derek White will get a lot of ownership. And I think some of it might may be warranted in GPPs, but for cash, they still rotate the heck out of things with Pop. Patty Mills is going to get his minutes. Guys are going to you know, be in and out. Um, after the fiasco with Keldon Johnson getting in Pop's doghouse the other game and having to sit for a, a whole half, I am not going to go back there. It's hard to trust Pop on his rotations, you know. Sometimes Pirtle plays big minutes. Sometimes he doesn't get on the floor. You just don't know. So not high on San Antonio really in this game, uh, you know, barring the the uh, DeJounte Murray. We need to hear that news. Um, on the Houston side, of course, we need to make sure everybody's in. Uh, I would say Wall and Oladipo are both playable without question. Um, you know, where you go from there is is interesting. You know, does Cousins get enough minutes? Uh, is there anybody else from the ancillary side on Houston that, you know, could be strong enough to make your lineup and make value on such a big card like this? You know, that's the tough part. Uh, you got to look for value somewhere. You may get that with an Eric Gordon and Jajon Tate, possibly. Um, so, you know, let's, that's going to be a dig in game. Let's hear the news. Let's make sure no one's sitting for Houston and see what Murray's information is. But at 223 and a half with two really good pace teams, I want exposure here. I'm just not sure uh, who that's going to be, too. Okay. Uh, we have another rematch from last night Minnesota at Oklahoma City. And that became a big stacking for a lot of us. I had three. Thunder myself because of the value, and we're even more into value with Oklahoma City in this game because now uh, Dort got hurt. So my first question is, I just hope they can play it because I don't know how many players. I think they only had nine last night, and they and they're definitely no better than eight because uh, with Dort going down. So keep an eye. This game could cancel. I think it has. The possibility of that because uh, the Thunder's just decimated by injury. So uh, let's hope it plays because I still think it's a key game in the mix. Um, you know, with a tiny spread of Oklahoma City by one and a half, it only has a 218 over under. I get because the teams are shorthanded, but uh, you know, it's just, uh, I just think you got to look at the value here. It's, it's too good to pass up and they haven't adjusted the pricing enough. Um, defensively, uh, 
Minnesota's 25th and the Thunder's 19th. So that doesn't sound like 218 to me. Um, and the pace, they're 8th and ninth. So you've got fast pace, bad defense, tiny spread, but yet the over-under is 218. I think that's strictly because of the, all the guys that are out. I mean, you usually get a ton of points from – I mean, can you imagine if both teams have everybody in here with Cat on one side, Shea on the other, et cetera? That'd be, that number would be 20 points at least higher than that. But I still like this game. I like the over in this game too because, you know, these guys are going to play even less defense than some of the frontline guys. And this is a chance for them to make their spot in this league, and they're taking advantage of it. I still love Diallo. I still love Baisley. I don't know about – I'm not going to play Horford on a back-to-back like this where he was a key player, but – they're so shorthanded. It, they, there may be no option if they're able to play this game, uh, you know, if he gets in there. After that, I mean, it gets pretty dicey. You know, Kenrich Williams struggled, but he squeezed to 19 and a half fantasy DFS points last night, which wasn't great, but he certainly has upside because he should play 35 to 38 minutes as well. Um and that's about it. Those four are the four that I'm looking at. And if this game does play, uh, I'm probably going to go back to the sweet value of, you know, three of these Thunder guys because it allows you uh, the chance to get a Van Bleet or, you know, uh, the big names that we've stated, you know, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, et cetera. So uh, that's what I'm going to look at from that game. From the Minnesota side, you know, Anthony Edwards has taken a lot of shots. You know, D'Angelo Russell was questionable last game he played last night. Does he play tonight? Injured on a back-to-back? I don't think he does. So if he sits, you know, it basically leaves Beasley and Edwards to do a lot of the scoring. Nas Reed certainly in play. He seems to be be playing better uh, now that he's in had consistent minutes with Cat out. Um, and I think those are the key guys you can look at there. But, you know, for a game that no one's going to want to watch with a only a 218 Vegas total, I think this game could be the key game on the slate. So cross the fingers. Let's hope it plays, because if I lose all that value from that game, I am going to be tears will be flowing because it's uh, blow it up, figure out what to do next. OK, we go to. The 8:30 game, the Golden State Warriors against the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to say Dallas Cowboys like I just did because the Mavericks are playing like a bunch of football players. That's basically it. Sorry, Dirk, my fault. Um, The Mavericks are minus four in this game. How they could be favored against, I think my team I play with up at uh, Keller Point over here, I think we could hang with the Mavs for a while. No, I'm just just crying in my soup because the Mavs are playing so bad. Um, Hey, they could get on a winning streak. It can happen. Um, The total's 231, so second highest total because of the, the vaunted defenses from these two teams. I mean, they neither team defends, so you need exposure here. Uh, the Golden State is ninth defensively, but they're missing a lot of guys, so that's tainted. Dallas continues to uh, drop down like a rock from early in the season, sixth in that first, well, it's only a tiny sample size, but still, 
They're 26th. So they're giving up points just like flooding, flooding through the uh, over the top of the dam. It's ridiculous. Um, and for the pace side, interesting here, good for Dallas, pay, uh, up to Golden State's second pace. Golden State a little bit back at 22nd. But here's the thing. If you watch the game, the last game, they played the night before last. Dallas tried to go small because Golden State didn't have any big players. Toscano Anderson was their center. He's maybe 6'6". And then Draymond played center half the time. He's like 6'4", man. The dude's small, 6'5". Uh, I mean, they, they lie about their size, but they have no height. So instead of the Mavs going big, they, they you know wanted to try to take advantage of putting Porzingis at the five and uh, Maxi Kleber at the four and letting the guards do their thing. But they couldn't drop uh, a basket in, you know, for, for their lives. But this game is going to be up and down. Neither team plays great D. Uh, Dallas does slow it a little down a little bit. Uh, Golden State did not run a bunch of doubles at Lucas. So I know he's just deathly expensive, but he's got to be on your in your player pool for a possible play here. Dallas has to win. It's another game at home. Uh, you know, Golden State doesn't really have the personnel to defend him. If he gets on a roll, he, he could be a monster here. Same thing goes for, for stinking Porzingis. I mean, he had stretches in that game where it looked like, you know, a varsity player playing with the JV guys. He was shooting right over top of those those guys. But then he has those periods where he disappears, fades away, gets pushed out of there. I mean, he was being guarded. I'm not joking. There was three times down uh, he was being guarded by Brad Wanamaker. I'm serious. Six foot three and KP seven three. And he did not score in the block two of those times at all. He got pushed out. One, he took a long shot. He did get one turnaround from about seven, eight feet. But the fact that you don't, you know, that'd be like me guarding somebody five foot one. You don't think I'm going to take them right dead ass to the block? I mean, I don't know what the strategy will be, Coach Carlisle's strategy uh, before this game, because he is in a coaching slump like I've not seen. Um, and I never say anything negative about coaches unless it's egregious. But I'm hoping that the Mavs understand that, you know, this needs to be a Porzingis game and uses size and have him get it done. So let's make sure he's playing. Let's make sure everybody's in. I do, as of now, he is. Uh, and I don't even think you have to go try to find a Hardaway or Dorian Finney-Smith or Richardson. I mean, it's it's either got to be Luca or Porzingis for you, or if you want to just try to be insane and take both of them and go value everywhere else if that Oklahoma City game goes. I do think Dallas scores a bunch here, and I think they get a lot of stuff in the paint. Uh, obviously, you got to consider Golden State guys with the the defense. I mean, I have not seen a game in, in the NBA, and I swear to God this is the truth, for probably five years where I've seen a team play five out. And they didn't just play five out at the three-point line. They were all beyond the three-point line. It was a, the biggest spread out that I've seen. And you know what they got? It was like watching Princeton basketball back in the 80s. Backdoor cut layup, uh, you know, fake pass, guy cuts, he gets it, backdoor layup. I mean, it was unbelievable how many uh, 
finishes they got at the rim with no contest because everybody was so spread out. I, they got to be crazy if they don't do the same thing again. You know, and how is Dallas going to counter that? I don't know. But you were getting everybody score. Lee was getting backdoor layup after layup. You've got Wiggins, obviously Steph. I'll tell you, this This is another game, man, that is just so stackable. This, uh, this is going to be such a hard roster tonight because there's just great plays, uh, some great stack games. I mean, you can easily go 2v2 in this game at minimum and have a chance to to smash the slate. I really believe that. So unfortunately, with all the juggling here and, and going through all these games, it's going to only probably be one guy from each side for me. And I'm leaning, you know, Porzingis to be one of them because his price is definitely uh, way better than Luca. But you can't go wrong with the big, big dogs in this for in this uh, game at all. All right. Speaking of big dogs and next game, this one is interesting. It is the nine o'clock game. It sits alone at nine. It is Memphis at New Orleans, and this is a second night of a back-to-back for the Pels. Uh, Zion was just an absolute beast like he normally is. Ingram was raining buckets like he normally does. Um, So this is interesting. It's only one-and-a-half spread, 227, solid total. Defensive efficiency, Memphis is fifth. They're getting it done. Pelicans are not doing well, 23rd, so they need to improve on that. Pace-wise, it's just a middle-of-the-road game, 11th for Memphis, 18th for the Pelicans. You know, back-to-back for the Pels, how hard do they push Zion? That's the question. The other thing is Valachunas is back to get that body in the paint, and Brandon Clark is questionable, so we, you know, that would be helpful if they had him in there. But they do have some decent relief off the bench at the bigs now with Xavier Tillman will be able to go back to his reserve role. And, you know, gives them a decent look inside. I'm not going Zion tonight just because I think he exerted a lot last night. I think it maybe, you know, ratchets back a bit. Um, I don't like the backcourt for the Pelicans in this game. Lonzo's playing better. But, you know, Dylan Brooks is one of the better uh, uh, shooting guard defenders. He gets after it. And Ingram, I'm not going to play either. You know, even if it's. Kyle Anderson in there on him, and they have a few other guys they could rotate in that I think can hold him in check here. Uh, from the Memphis side, I think, you know, John Morant didn't have a, a break breakout DFS game, but, you know, I think there's, there's definitely possibility here that this could be a better situation for him. Um, I think he could take advantage of, of some of the matchups and uh, get it done. But, you know, I'm always afraid also with Morant that he's only going to play 26, 28 minutes. And that's just, that murders you when you pay up for a guy, you want that 35 plus. And, you know, if you're going to lose five, eight, 10 minutes from that, uh, then, you know, that's the risk that you take with, with Morant is a little bit concerning. Uh, no Joe Val for me, I'm sure he'll be on some kind of minutes restriction, uh, which, you know, screws up the bigs rotation uh, and Adam <clears throat> Adams as well. I almost made it without having to take a drink of coffee. One game left. I almost made it, but I have to take one. All right. Um, so I, again, you know, as, I, as you've seen, I've liked s- several games in here. This is not one that I like, even though it has a juicy 227. I just don't like the the fit and the mix and the flow and the game script of this game. So I'm, I'm going to have very little exposure 
there. Okay, last game. It is the Hammer game, late night game, 10 o'clock standalone. And, of course, you've got, you know, we got to wait on the, the news with LeBron and Davis. They're both probable. Just kidding. I mean, they're going to play. Just face it. Uh, but stay in touch with the news. Detroit's on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Jeremy Grant laid an egg for a bunch of people yesterday. I think people are going to be afraid to go back to him. Uh, I think Blake Griffin, we said, was out or he should be out or doubtful. That was it because his career is doubtful as well. Uh, with him out, I mean, it leaves a lot more rebounding for Mason Plumley. Um, the only problem is, you know, he's got to go against Anthony Davis and Gasol and Harrell uh, and all the bigs. But if he gets minutes and doesn't get in foul trouble, which is a big if, uh, he, he can make value with the fact that he just rebounds the ball and Griffin won't be in there to steal any rebounds from him. Uh, Grant is certainly playable because, you know, let's just face it. This game could blow out. There's no question about it. We got the Lakers minus 13. The over-under is only 217 because Detroit has a difficult time scoring. L.A.'s got the best defense. So, you know, I, there's a 9 o'clock and a 10 o'clock game, and I'm looking at doing mostly fading in both of them. And I hate it because I know, and you know, I always preach this: don't let the time of the game determine how many guys you play. Don't force a guy in that you wouldn't put in there just because it's a late game. So I'm not going to do it. I mean, I don't like this Memphis-New Orleans game. I don't like the Detroit-LA game specifically since I think the LA game's going to blow out, and I just really don't want to spend money there if I can find uh, what I think is a, a good enough value play. But so many of these guys are priced up, then I would, you know, maybe take a, a small value guy here. But if I had to turn my uh, roster in right now, I would have zero representation of these two late games. So I'm hoping I'm at the top of the heap, as I've been in the past, and then just holding on for dear life as LeBron comes down and lobs it to AD. And, uh, you know, I, I have a migraine headache. But it is what it is. I mean, you got to play who you believe in. You got to look at the game scripts and game flow. And there's so many good ones today uh, that I don't think you have to try to force any of these guys in. Um, so that's my advice there. I know a lot of people will want to listen to some of that, but there's also going to be, uh, you know, you're certainly welcome to pivot and throw one of those guys in there, uh, depending on some of the news, too. We'll wait to see if there's anything else that transpires or changes. So that is it, my friends. The whole entire uh, 11 games with the nine-game main slate tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helps you a lot. Um, I do ask the one thing on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please click the thumbs up. That's huge. Click the uh, subscribe button. Again, very important for us. And hit the little alert, alert button up in the corner, the little alarm there. This way, every time we post a podcast, you can check it out and uh, we'll be up to date. We catch seven days a week in front of the paywall. We're giving it all out there to you. Love to have you also join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up through there. You can sign up for as little as three days. We launched a three-day package a couple days ago for 10 bucks. It's the best deal in the, in the business. And also the, the newly announced, uh, if you want to bet the Super Bowl, betus.com.pa. Uh, you deposit for the first time there of $199. dollars 
you get a free all-access three-month membership to DFS Coach Talk. So if you sign up at BetUS, just shoot us a tweet or an email and let us know, and we'll get you in there. So that is it, my friends. Let's crush this Saturday. I'm going to do the podcast for tomorrow, Sunday slate, tonight. So it will post this evening because all the games tomorrow, there's only five of them, are all early afternoon because of the Super Bowl. So I want to get the podcast up tonight so you have a chance to hear it tonight. It'll be later tonight or first thing in the morning because at uh, 1 p.m. the games start tomorrow and it'll be a five-game main slate uh, early afternoon. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. You can catch me again tonight as we do this uh, five-gamer for the Super Bowl. And then if you haven't had a chance to listen to our sharpshooting football guys, uh, Shane Caldwell and Andrew Hansen, they have a terrific uh, Super Bowl podcast posted right now. Just check us out at DFS Coach Talk. That is it. Have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Saturday. And we'll look uh, to see you again tonight, actually, as we look to crush it in DFS.